हेलो हाई देयर वेलकम टू दाइडिंग वॉइस पॉडकास्ट सीरीज दाइडिंग वॉइस फॉर अ बेटर फ्यूचर दिस पॉडकास्ट इज टू हेल्प प्रोफेशनल स्टूडेंट्स आई टी एम्प्लॉज एंड एंटरप्रीनियर्स टू शेप देर कैरियर डियर लिस्नर्स इन एवरी एपिसोड वी इंटरक्ट विद इंडस्ट्री एक्सपर्ट्स और लीडर्स और अकेडमिशियंस और कोचेस अक्रॉस द ग्लोब टू ड्राइव सम इनसाइटफुल कॉन्वर्जेशन दट विल हेल्प अवर ऑडियंस लर्न ग्रेट थिंग्स ऑल्सो we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the it world or technology towards the end thank you for tuning in this is navin and with my co-host sudhakar so folks working today has become very much different to what it used to be in the past because covid has shrunk the world and many people coming from diverse walks of life diverse fields are coming together and working for a purpose so one of the fundamental examples which i can talk about is our guiding voice the podcast itself if you talk about it we have already crossed 100 plus episodes and we have interviewed 120 speakers from different backgrounds different locations so on and so forth so our topic for today is working in diverse environments how can one be successful to work in diversified environment wherein people from different ethnicity different countries different cultures different regions are coming together and working for a common vision or purpose So we're pleased to welcome Krishna to our show. Thank you, thank you so much, Navin. Krishna Priya is a global organizational development HR professional with a passion to help organizations excel through and with people. She has extensive experience in entire employee lifecycle management, be it learning and development, talent development, rewards operations. recruitment compensation and benefits social media strategies and what not krishna gained this experience working with startups multinational firms and non-profit organizations in 2016 krishna priya was chosen as one among the top 100 power women at work by people matters magazine krishna is also a proud alumnus of the indian institute of technology karakpur and was also the recipient of the institute medal for being the best student scoring the highest ccpa she pens down her thoughts on organizations and management in her blog the ardent hr and has contributed to many more other websites krishna welcome to our show thank you thank you so much sudhakar so krishna can we talk briefly about your overall career journey about which is spanning across the startups mncs indian mncs non-profit organizations and what not sure sure so it's my pleasure to be here and to talk to you both and your audience uh, as well so i uh, like you all said i am krishna krishna priya and i have uh, around 11 years of experience in organizational development and in hr a twist to my story i started as a software developer uh, i was a mainframe developer in tcs for a couple of years and then i moved to hr by choice it, the initial years i spent in learning and development and i understood that you know this was my true calling or my passion so i went ahead and did, did my masters in human resource management from indian institute of technology post that i joined hcl technology another mnc and i was working in their rewards operations division it was a small stint in hcl and after that i moved to us because my family was there my husband was there working there so i moved to us and in us i uh, was there for almost 3 and a half years during that stint i worked with multiple non-profit organizations and organizational development networks predominantly as a pro bono consultant and later in at the, uh, in the beginning of 2018 i moved back to india and i joined a startup 
start it was a startup then now a full fledged mid sized company called just answer just answer uh, is a san francisco based company which was just starting up its operations in india and i joined the company when we were like six people and even before the company was registered and uh, you know we started from there and in a span of 2 years we were able to ramp up the company to around 160 people so that was one of the most amazing experience of my life experiences of my life you know starting a company from the scratch and then you know building it up so after 2 years i moved to my current organization which is on dot systems which is a fintech company which is based out of santa clara i'm heading the hr for uh, on dot systems india for both bangalore and chennai location and another interesting fact is that i joined on dot during the lockdown in the middle of the lockdown and uh, i have been handling the people function without having actually met anyone in person so i have been to office once during my interview process but i have not been to the office even once so it's been like a social experiment for me how i can manage a people function with, without having met anyone in person so that has been my journey uh, over the years uh, in terms of the various organizations and the stints that i have been into coming to a couple of other things like you know you give uh, you mentioned in the introduction i have a blog the arden richard wherein i share my thoughts about organizations workplace and leadership and i write on in other websites also and i'm very passionate about women's issues as well excellent so how is the experience between the multinational companies and startups you talked about tcs hcl like huge oceans from there to on dot or you know just answers you know something that you started as the employee number 1 2 or employee number 6 even before the registration like you said so how is the experience do you think it is really different or what are the common things krishna and what are the things that are completely like you know 180 degrees apart very interesting uh, question sudhakar because uh, in my experience uh, the difference was i think almost 180 degrees because you know if like i said i started with tcs and hcl right so like lakhs of people and i was just one among them so uh, when you work in an mnc or when you start working in an mnc it they have a very structured approach towards doing things there are lots of processes there are systems in place there are division of authority there, there is division of tasks you would have a job description and more or less you know your work would be uh, restricted to the whatever you have been assigned to right so and if you get to spend a longer period in a larger organization you can wear multiple hats move around different teams and learn you know be spe- specialized in different areas now coming to startups you know uh, you need to have a different sort of a dna to be very successful in a startup you need to have that entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset to own up things and be accountable and uh, you know uh, it's not just about what you have been asked to not not you you need to take up the the responsibility of you know building that organization and you know whatever is coming to your plate or somebody else's plate who is is not able to do that pick it up and then finish it off right just get things done so that's the one of the main differences working in startups also the learning that you get in a startup even during a short period of time is huge compared to what you get in an mnc because you have to do multiple things and you get to do uh, you get to do the end to end of a piece right for example if i if i talk about me i was handling hr and administration and uh, sort of operations uh, in just answer and you know i can say there was not even one area in hr that i have not touched during my stint in just answer on the other hand while i was in tcs um, i worked in learning and development i was handling the competency management of you know one particular business unit in tcs so you can see the difference right you know you 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 have a very horizontal you know uh, range that your horizontal range is more when you 
work in a startup and that is not the case in mncs so for me both experiences really good since i had the background of the mncs and the process orientation i was able to bring into the startups but this was more gratifying and holistic in itself that's great krishna you gave a very nice summary of working in startup versus working in mncs mncs follow a structured approach and probably startups are something wherein you have to wear this entrepreneur hat and start playing diverse roles and be ready to take some initiatives and try to have that learning curve very well said during our conversation we also discussed about this ngos part right so how is it like working for ngos in the usa and how do they treat working for ngos as an experience when you go for an interview and do you see any difference in the way ngo work experience is considered at india Oh, uh, wonderful questions, uh, Naveen. Thank you for asking that. When it, so I'll answer it. Uh, the first part of it first. So when I started working for this NGO in in the US, so I worked for predominantly two NGOs. One was Interfaith Outreach Community Partners, and the other was Safety. So they were very small organizations when I started with. And one very important thing when you work with you know NGOs. So I want to make it clear. I was not employed with any of these NGOs. Uh, NGOs. I was a consultant there, and I was. mostly doing it out of you know my own interest and i was doing as pro as a pro bono consulting so you need to be very much aligned with the mission of the ngo or the cause that the organization is standing for right so that would be the driving factor when you are working for the ngo because you know uh, the other things like money or the perks or the glamorous things that you get in an mnc or you know a very high growth startup might not be there always in an ngo right but what you stand for what the organization stands for is something that would, would matter to you and that would be your guiding factor or that would be your the factor that can help you succeed and the organization succeed so i'll give an example i talked about safety the organization that i worked for safety is an organization that wo- works for general neutrality and to prevent violence against women so i am someone who is really passionate about that subject and i have always even from my childhood i have been a proud feminist uh, you know talking about gender equality and whatever ways i can i have always questioned when things were not right from a gender perspective so i was very much aligned with the thought process and for me it was a privilege to work in that space and make some change you know bring about some change in the society by by investing just a small amount of my time and that was the guiding factor so if at all you are interested in working in an ngo choose the one that is aligned to your thought process your value system and what you believe otherwise it would not be a very uh, successful journey i would say yeah and uh, i think when you asked the second question how the experience is perceived so i'll answer it this way because like i mentioned i was doing uh, consulting i was not fully employed in an ngo so i am not sure how that is entirely different when comes to an employment opportunity considering that as an employment opportunity in india but for me since i was in consulting and especially working with non profits when i moved back to india i really had a very tough time because people in india were not considering that as an experience because you know i did not have a pay slip to show to people that this is my pay slip and this is my experience right so even though i worked really hard and i worked in organizational development in, in one of the org- uh, ngos i was working as a consultant helping them with their recruitment practices organizational development practices you know formulating their uh, structures and systems but still you know even today even when i apply for jobs or any any time that is always a question mark like where is the pay slip how do you show that you worked right so i think there is a great shift in men- mindset that needs to be there 
uh, when we think about work as a whole we consider work as employment mostly in india right work doesn't have to be employment right work has to be work work has to, can be something that you work on right uh, so i think that mindset shift uh, has to come in india when you talk about us in us a lot of people work in nonprofits and it is really widely accepted and you know people and that experience really matter and if you have really worked in good ngos and you have contributed that is even if it's a volunteering experience that is really valid when you go for jobs but uh, we are not yet there i second that krishna the reason is it's not about how much you are earning it's about how much you are learning and whether or not that experience right if you are able to deal with stakeholders and stakeholder management need not be within a formal organization wherein somebody is paying for as long as our right. work is contributing to the betterment of something be it a not for profit venture still it should be considered as a work experience in my opinion so i strongly second that now thank you shifting the gears a little bit since we are in the topic of working in the diverse environments and given the diverse profile that you have built for yourself you worked as a graduate and you worked as a post graduate you worked for a startup you worked for a well established mnc you worked for ngo so on and so forth so specifically talking about the education part how is it working without masters versus working with a masters degree is was there any difference and just to put it in simpler terms did your masters degree help you in any way right because you have done your masters from iit kharagpur so many a times there is a question on someone who actually get into this campus placement and start working when should i do masters and then they get it to a stage wherein should i do the masters because already i've grown say three levels or four levels after i joined the organization so specifically i'm looking for an answer which will clarify something around that in case if any of our audiences are pondering about it Yeah sure so for me my masters definitely added so much of value because i like i said i graduated in electronics engineering and i uh, started as a software developer and you know within a couple of years i moved to hr and at that time when i moved to hr i did not have a degree in hand you know in hr or anything related to uh, the people function but i really had a solid experience in learning and development which helped me decide that this is what i wanted to do right and then i joined masters and what my masters did to me is it gave me that credibility in my profession that this person has a strong foundation in the subject matter and that helped me build on right now if you ask me is masters the only thing that is required for you to have a jump start in your career no it is definitely not it's just the basic foundation and it if especially if you're shifting gears that can really give a boost in my case the experience of being in iit the environment the you know the cohort the the people i uh, met and the our batch that experience the entire experience along with the studies that really uh, helped me shape the person i am and you know when i came out of my masters it was really uh, you know a confidence booster right you know you 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 know what you're talking about right before earlier when i was in lnd i mean i started off especially i was just uh, you know going by what my manager was guiding me through or you know doing some self studies but the masters gave me that confidence that you know okay i know what i'm talking about and that gave me a strong foundation to build down and in my opinion you know if you stop learning at that point that will not definitely not help you you need to learn every single day and you need to you know move forward it's just that it would give you a strong platform to start from yeah i second that krishna priya with my masters where i did my mba in marketing in addition to learning and confidence that you touched upon for me that masters actually gave me a perspective coming from engineering background 
maybe because I am a computer science engineer, it was always a question's answer can be either zero or one. There is no middle ground. <laughs> Right. But when you get into this MBA, <laughs> you know that perspective really gives you that hey, there can be a middle ground, right? And there can be a scenario or there can be a solution where you both the parties can take a step forward and meet in between. That is the thing I would call as perspective. That is my learning from masters. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like to add one more point uh, to what Sudhakar said. Uh, so, uh, especially when you go for a masters, you know, after some years of work experience, the kind of people that uh, who are there in your batch, right, would, would be a mix mix of people with work experience coming from different background with you know coming from different organizations. So, that gives you a wider perspective and wider purview of things when you go back to the industry, right? You know, you started as I mean, I started as a software developer and I didn't necessarily go back to being a software developer, right? Also you know although in my case i went back to software i could have easily gone back to some other industry so when you have such colleagues from different industries and different work experience it can actually enrich you as a person that is very important true so krishna priya along with the many hats that you wear you talked about writing so what motivated you to write and what motivates you to write consistently contributing to various web- websites along with your own channel and what are the themes that you focus on right so i i would like to be honest here sudhakar so i haven't been very consistent on my blog at least in the last couple of years the main reason being you know i was with startups and i have a toddler so juggling all the things together was not that very easy but writing is something that is very close to my heart now you asked me what motivated me to write uh, so i was in us at that time when i started my blog and like i said uh, i you know i was doing a lot of learning through different sources right i was working with different uh, you know since i was doing consulting i was working with different organizations and you know i started exploring different avenues you know in us you, you if, if you go, you know you have different conferences different network organizations you can go and you know you learn learn from people learn from uh, you know industry experts so i started learning a lot and i started doing a little bit of research on my own on different uh, you know topics so i felt that you know i did not have a venue where i can talk about it or i didn't have an audience whom i can share the knowledge with and that is how i started writing for me as a place as a place for me to share my learning now i write about anything and everything uh, that happens in a workplace it could be about organizational development hr uh, leadership uh, you know any any topic most of the things that i write about are generally topics that i experience some observations you know that happen in our everyday life in organizations generally and one important topic that i often talk about is about hr a lot of people have this perception about hr being a very administrative and transactional uh, function right and i challenge that particular notion because i strongly believe that the power that we have as a people function as a strategic business partner is something that cannot be you know uh, replaced or compromised right and often times i am at a position where people you know i'll give you an example that the one of the most recent articles that i wrote on my blog is that you know an hr can reject a candidate in an interview so i faced this question from a candidate some time back where you know he or she was not very happy because of the fact that you know the rejection happened after after an hr round this then i realized that this is not just one of a case right a lot of people have this opinion it's just an hr round what can happen there so that's not the case right there is an assessment happening and it, it is an important part of the interview 
process so i wrote about that and it, like it it's just it was based on an experience that i had and i write about that and i just wrote about that now i most of the things that i write about generally are based on some conversations uh, or something that i some people share with me so and it is an avenue for me to reach out to more people and if at least one person can think in a different perspective that is a win win situation for me yeah can't agree more on the engagement with workforce so double clicking on that a bit we generally say that in it industry every 7 years is one generation and i think for the first time in the history there are four generations of people that are working in it industry as we speak so how should someone be working in tandem to be successful in these tough times with those four diversified generations you know each generation come with their own advantages and disadvantages and different perspectives and experiences right yeah it is more about the baby boomers versus gen xs and then the millennials and the centennials so i think that is what sudhakar is trying to mention here when he said about the generations sure highlight that yeah go ahead sure sure thank you thank you both so i would say this is really a very interesting time to be at a workplace because of the different generations or different people different set of people that we have right because it's all about diversity we talk about diversity a lot and and you know when you talk about diversity for most of the time it's all only about gender that you know that that thing that comes to my, to our minds right but it's not about that diversity is about anything and then generation or the age uh, is an important aspect of diversity right so now when you have uh, people from diverse backgrounds or diverse experience it's really something that adds a lot of value to the to the organization as a whole right so in my experience i have been extremely fortunate to have worked with very senior people with 30 years of experience and you know even when you talk to them you can see that they are very open minded and they are very innovative even much more innovative and tech savvy than i am right and i have been fortunate to i to have worked with youngsters who are straight out of college who have the zeal and enthusiasm and you know have that you know maybe they are more mis- they are more driven they know what to do at maybe 10 years back or 15 years back when i was at their age i was not clear in my thought process so i think it is a very uh, it's a great amalgamation that is happening at workplace and all one has to do to be successful is to have an open mind embrace the differences and build on these things because these are your strengths right because any perspective that a senior person brings to the table with 20 30 years experience is something that is unmatched with right now you cannot match that with whether it's just about tech the technology that has changed over the years right and some anyone can pick it up who we just need to have that adaptability and flexibility so likewise you know somebody uh, in india especially right we do have a mindset that whatever our elders are saying is the correct thing and what youngsters are saying is not something not very seriously to be taken But that's wrong a lot of youngsters who come to work this today are very smart and they are very intelligent and they would they have a lot of perspectives uh, to bring to table so we just need to be you know we need to have that mutual respect embrace it embrace the diversity and build on each other's strengths yeah i would like to add upon one point you mentioned about um, the age factor and all wherein the elder one speaks and the younger ones try to give chance to the elder ones to finish and all so i have a different perspective here it's not only about the age factor but also i have observed that uh, in many of the organizations people go by the title the bigger the title or if at all you are in a team environment or a, a group discussion kind of setting then people look up to the person who holds the highest title and if they are speaking these guys will suppress 
they'll not be able to express themselves so i keep sharing one tip to all those who come across in this scenario and all so if anybody is into any conversation guys we have to park our titles outside the conference room or outside the room so that everybody is equal in the room and maybe that is one part and second part is we have to start with the youngest person let the youngest person in the room speak first so that we don't get into it bias of okay always my boss is correct or my super boss is correct or so called the cxo is correct right so we can definitely beat that particular factor by following these two tips so those are my two cents and thanks for highlighting that krishna krishna this conversation is going really serious so let us add some fun element are you ready for a quick rapid fire sure i, I don't know if those could be would be rapid from my end but i'm i'm game <laughs> Wonderful. Let's try to answer them as quickly as possible. And I'm shooting my first bullet here. What is your pet peeve? Uh, being late for meetings. I get very anxious if I'm late for meetings. <laughs> I can sense that. Second one. What is your favorite failure? So, Navin, I cannot answer this as a rapid fire. If you allow me, I can, you know, spend a minute on that. Absolutely. Go ahead. Thank you. No, I don't want to call it as a failure. I would consider this as a setback. That this was about the time that I just moved to US, and I went there, um, and I do not have a visa, employment visa in hand, and that was the first time in my life that I was at a place where I had nothing to do, right? And that was really not acceptable to me. And what I did at that time was I don't wait for something to happen to me. I went out and I started looking for opportunities uh, to you know do something right, whatever it is. And I did not hesitate to do anything. And I was able to find out work in my field just because I went out and looked out for it. So that is one setback which I turned it to. my advantage i would say and that's my favorite one i mean i would consider that part as one of the best parts of my career so far absolutely i concur with that so definitely these kind of experiences will help us find a new opportunity altogether and here comes the next one what do you think is the best invention in the last 50 years i would say internet because there has been many inventions of course in the medical field right but apart from that we are talking because just because we have internet so i think that has been a game changer altogether wonderful here comes the next one if you could be the ceo of an existing company what would that be netflix wonderful and the <laughs> last one for the rapid fire have you ever saved money to buy something you want if so what was that No, Navin. Unfortunately, I uh, did not save initially in my career, uh, and I did not buy anything with that. Right now, I'm trying to save. Maybe I will be able to answer this question uh, a year down the line if we talk again. <laughs> in our next episode. <laughs> sure. We are making right. one of the rapid fire questions for you, uh, Krishna, and we are already releasing that one question for you. Thank you. <laughs> that has been an amazing conversation and thank you for Great. being such a sport in the rapid fire one final question for this session krishna what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers so i don't know if i'm eligible to talk about the you know answer this question because i'm still figuring it out but i can share what worked for me that never compromise in your dreams your dreams are yours for a purpose and never give up on them you may have different situations in your life where you feel you know that you are dragged out of that path or you know you might not have everything that would help you achieve that but just have your mind in that you know just work towards it and if not today someday it will happen things will not happen at the time that you had planned it to be but that's okay right but just if you have a very passionate dream 
never give up on that and there is one mantra that i live by it's uh, get uncomfortable and achieve the incredible get uncomfortable and achieve the incredible amazing krishna thank you so much for joining us today and we really enjoyed every bit of this conversation and i want to echo what you stated in the one piece of advice you know don't compromise on your dreams i think it was steve jobs that said right the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are usually the ones who do so don't compromise on your dreams and it was indeed great to talk to you about working in diverse environments across regions and across diversified cultures you worked on it so thank you very much for taking time today i'm sure our audience are going to love every bit of this conversation thank you thank you so much uh, sudhakar and navin thank you for having me and uh, all the very best to the guiding voice podcast and i hope that you know you guys become one of the best podcast with the maximum reach in, not just in india but worldwide all the best thank you so much for the warm wishes it means a lot to us and folks if you have liked this episode please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues for whom you care for because the guiding voice podcast series is a purely not for profit venture and our team puts in a lot of effort to bring the best conversations to all our listeners and our purpose is very clear we want to provide curated guidance to all the professional students out there be it from engineering b schools and all the it employees and entrepreneurs so that all of you can make informed decisions based on the insights that are driven by the industry experts coaches leaders or academicians across the globe because if you share this with your friends it helps them also learn great insights from every episode or if you are listening to the guiding voice podcast on the apple podcast please do not forget to leave a review and a five star rating because every rating will help us expand our reach and contribute to our mission to shape the careers and lives of millions of people across the globe and if you are watching the episode on youtube please do not forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel and last but not the least i want to reiterate please share with at least 3 of your friends or colleagues thank you so much in advance all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and folks today's trivia is about search engines now comes the question do you know which is the second largest search engine of course many of you are aware that google is the first largest but have you thought about which is the second largest search engine i know you are thinking but let me tell you youtube is the second largest search engine after google and you know the most noteworthy fact is that it is even bigger than bing ask.com as well as yahoo collectively so in case if people are not finding answers on google the second option that they are relying on is youtube interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned Take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing off for today